Today on the show, Love Thy Nerd recently got back from Strong Tower Gaming Con, and our LT and missionary Drew Villeneuve joins me today to talk about everything that happened at the convention and why you should join us on a future trip. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, and I can remember my own birth. <laughs> Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in dirty news, now Monday through Friday. Uh, today we have a special episode for you. This week I sat down with LTN missionary Drew Villeneuve, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. So without further ado, here's the interview. Well, I'm here with Drew Villeneuve, uh, one of the official, like there's a very few people that we can actually put the term official before this LTN missionaries, like we, we consider you almost a part of staff, like officially <laughs> you along with your wife, Sam, uh, and y'all have been, um, with, I mean, y'all have been a part of the LTN community for a while, but you've been kind of officially in the LTN missionary bracket for, uh, about a year at this point. Uh, for those who don't know you, can you just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about yourself and uh, let us know who Drew is before we dive into what happened at Strong Tower this year. Yeah, so like Matt said, I'm Drew. Um, I'm from Midwest, Wisconsin, to be more specific. My favorite fandom is anything Star Wars related. I also enjoy first-person shooters, but get almost no time to play that. I got three young kids, so they pretty much take up all my time. Um, I have a wife that, like Matt said, is also involved with tabletop gaming and Love That Nerd. Uh, and I love snow. <laughs> uh, what is, uh, what's like your favorite Star Wars? If you had to choose a favorite uh, for, uh, piece of media from the Star Wars uh, gargantuan storyline, what would you pick? Uh, I think mm, I've been really liking the new stuff that's been coming out, Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Um, Rogue One's probably my favorite standalone. It was really good. As a start to finish, it, it has a story there. Yeah. I was surprised how well they put together that story, which was seemingly just pulled out of a couple, you know, random lines from the original movies. <laughs> like a really, yeah. really good story. I need to watch Andor, because that's like the prequel, right, to Rogue One. Yeah, kind of. Roughly, same, same uh, a couple of the same characters, or the main one of the main characters. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am, I'm a bit behind. I have not seen Andor. I haven't seen the latest season of Mandalorian or any of Ahsoka yet. But I've got that all in my queue. I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, luckily, I don't care about spoilers because goodness, you can't avoid the spoilers for Ahsoka right now. My <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so strong tower con uh gaming convention uh it's been going on this is just the second year that it's been going on right 
Like we yep. had we had one last year. That was the first one. So this year, where where do they hold Strong Tower Con? Is it in the same place both times, or is it? Yep. Like it's a local the, area. Uh, yeah, it's near it's near Milwaukee. Okay. So uh, how many people went with LTN this year to uh, the second Strong Tower convention? This year we had a team of four people. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. We got to spend some good quality time together in a smaller team, so um, that really helps uh, some of the cohesiveness and camaraderie building. And Much different than Gen Con, which I think just your wife went on, uh, along yep. with like it felt like 25 people, like a huge, yeah, something like team. that. Just over yeah. 20. Is uh, is Strong Tower just tabletop gaming or do they do video games and stuff too? There, just tabletop, gaming. just tabletop gaming. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember I met the the guy, one of the guys that heads it up at LTN Con last year, and like the way he presents himself and presents the St- Strong Tower Con, I had assumed it had been going on for a decade or more, so I was actually surprised to learn this was just the second one. Um, yeah, they definitely have a have a good system set up for it only being a second year event. There's about 400 last year. We get about 450 this year. I mean, that's a crazy so. amount of people, even for the first year, like 400 mm-hmm. for a, for a local first time event. Uh, so, yeah. what did y'all get to do at Strong Tower Con this year? Uh, we did a couple things. The main things we were doing were. Filling in gaps and volunteer shifts, so kind of whatever the Strong Tower staff needed help with. Primarily, that looked like uh, Love That Nerd running the hot games section. Hmm. So we had a couple tables set up of, uh, I don't know exactly who deemed them as hot games, but they were <laughs> busy pretty much the, most of the weekend. Um, and they were the kind of more popular newer games. Some of them were just released at Gen Con. People could pop in and learn to play them, or they could sit down and play a whole game. And we had half a dozen games over there or so. What, what kind of games did they have over there? Uh, we had Wild Tiled West, which is probably our most popular one. We actually had two instances of it out um, playing at one point. Yeah, I think Luke was um, telling had, me about that one, like one of mm-hmm. the ones that really stood out to him at Gen Con. Yep. Um, we had Big Boss. Three Ring Circus, Bonsai, card game, and Sea Salt and Paper, also a kind of a card game. Okay, cool. Uh, so in this event, how, how many, is this a two-day, three-day event? Uh, three, it's kind of a half Sunday. Half Sunday. So most so of the day on Friday and Saturday. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, are there any moments uh, across those two and a half days that stood out to you as a as, uh, stories that are worth sharing today yeah um i mean the the whole weekend really went very well as far as um, moments and creating memories and building relationships with people um a couple that stood out we or to say i because i i didn't even realize that there was another volunteer uh, organization there called mana oasis and they were there last year as well um but I didn't really connect with them last year at all. So this year I got to hang out with them a little bit and hear a little bit about uh, their organization and what they do and how it's kind of similar to Well Done Nerds, except they're uh, more doing things with veterans and first responders and using tabletop gaming as a way to build community there. Okay. Um, 
you said that, that it was Mana Oasis, right? I want to make sure I wrote that down correctly. Mana Oasis. Yep. All right, what else went on at that event? Um, I sat in the library for a while. That was on Sunday. That was uneventful, but <laughs> it's something that's needed. Um, and, and it was kind of a, for me, it was memorable because I got to kind of sit back and not have to be do doing and showing and telling and talking. And my voice got a rest. My voice was pretty hoarse by Sunday afternoon and <laughs> kind of just got to watch the convention kind of come to a close. And, um, so it was good. And people could check out games in the library and play them and return them. Yeah. I, uh, you, you'd mentioned deliverance earlier and, uh, you, you were at LTN con last year, right? Last, last fall. Yeah. Yep. So deliverance, they had had that table set up and, uh, they were there, they were playing that entire time, like having people come in and sit down and I am not really, I'm not a huge tabletop guy. And I know that's kind of been the case with a lot of the folks in LTN that are now kind of, you know, running things or, or the head volunteers or whatever is like, you know, five years ago, none of us were doing this. Uh, mm -hmm. Bubba and Matt, especially, I know Bubba, Bubba wasn't into tabletop games at all, uh, as far as I, I'm aware. And then now he's got so many that he's trying to sell some <laughs> to make more room in his house. But, uh, if there is one game that is pulling me in that direction, it's deliverance. It looks so good. They have, I feel like they've been talking about it forever, uh, mm -hmm. as they've been getting it perfected and, it also happens to be one of the few recipients of the love thy nerd loves this game badge, which they, they beautifully have placed in the actual front of the official packaging, which, uh, we did not expect. And that's really cool. But that's, that's the game that's going to pull me in. I, I just know it. I'm almost kind of not wanting to play it because I know that I'm going to fall headfirst into all these tabletop games now. Because it's pulling me in. It's kind of the same thing with um, Bible X or Gate Zero now. That that Bible focused video game that they, that we had featured at LTNCon as well. That uh, I got to play the demo for that just because we needed a review for it and we couldn't get anybody else who had the time. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna it's gonna be bad. I'm not gonna have any free time. <laughs> <laughs> That's on its way too. So why uh, why do you? go on mission with LTN and what's, what's some reasons that people should sign up to go on missions with a future trip? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, um, get to play games. I mean, that's maybe one of the more obvious reasons that some people go. Um, but I think with volunteering as a intentional volunteer force through an organization, um, you do less game playing and more loving and serving. Um, so that's a really good opportunity to love and serve people in the gaming culture. Um, a couple other things, maybe like get out of your comfort zone with doing something that you may enjoy around people that are probably pretty safe to do it with. Um, that was something that was kind of surprising for me the first time I went. I was a little bit nervous just of maybe a lack of uh, interaction with people and being standoffish, but like people are very welcoming uh, convention culture um, a lot of encouragement to be had with the volunteer team that you'll go with um, especially for me at least spiritually um, getting to connect gaming and our faith um, I think that's really important and a lot of people are 
actually interested in having those conversations. Um, and that's probably one of the best places to do it, to have those conversations, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have an outlet locally. Yeah, I feel like, especially like you mentioned, the uh, feeling a bit standoffish or, or you know, kind of nervous into stepping into these kind of social situations. I feel like most people <laughs> that are going to these conventions probably are all feeling that same way. <laughs> and so it's more like we have that camaraderie of, hey, yeah, we're all uncomfortable in social situations. So that should make it easier for us now because we all know how we're each other is feeling. <laughs> Yeah, because I have that I had that same feeling going to LTNCon. Uh, LTNCon last year was like the first in person love thy nerd thing I get to be a part of, uh, and the first time I met most of the people in the community, and I was like, who, you know, they mostly have only seen me with my radio voice on, you know, that kind of thing. It's not a yeah. Uh, now you get to talk to me as a real person and see, you know, my, my all my flaws, all my public flaws. And so I was very nervous about that, but not a single issue. Like, didn't, you know, you felt like you were there with family uh, immediately. Yeah. Even people that I didn't know hadn't met, but just having all these people, all of us having that one thing in common of us just being, you know, nerds that love other nerds. <laughs> that was a big deal. Nerds that love Jesus. That's a fun thing, too. Yep. Uh, yep. So you can get to uh, signing up for these uh, future events. Uh, I think we're doing PAX Unplugged next. And then there's a whole list of, of um, things coming up early in the next year. PAX Unplugged might be a little too soon for people to fundraise for if they haven't already started. But PAX Unplugged is coming up next. A few new things coming in the new year. Uh, you can check out what's coming up next at lovethynerd.com slash outreach. You can also sign up there. You can also sponsor drew or any of the other people that are going on these future events uh right there it's got a a very easy uh process to help fund these trips because they ain't cheap sometimes the the things that we volunteer for like subsidize a little bit but you're still you're still looking at several hundred dollars to to travel to eat you know all the all the necessities to have some place to sleep (laughs) so we're not just sleeping on the game floor and eating uh the few snacks in the break room but uh it's uh it's a big event uh it's a big event every time even if it's just a few people going because we get to be uh basically the the hands and feet of Jesus in a way that is too often overlooked. And that is like tilling the soil, you know, with people who may have had church hurt in their past because of the things that they love, you know, tabletop gaming, especially is something that has been, uh, in the past demonized, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, satanic panic, all that kind of stuff from the eighties that still bleeds into churches today. And so this gives us that opportunity to just show them, Hey, we're, we're just people like you and we can all love these things and you can love these things and still be, you know, a part of the church, a part of Christianity and all that kind of thing. It might not directly open a door in that moment at that event, but it does show people the love of Jesus in the way that we interact with them and share our, our loves of different parts of nerd culture. So it is an important thing. We hope that you're able to uh, get involved in some way, shape, or form. 
Uh, anything else you'd like to share, Drew, before we sign off for this morning? Jesus loves you, nerds. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Drew, thank you for joining me today, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, buddy? Sounds good. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you again, Drew, for joining us on the show today. And with that interview over, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll share today in nerd history. Stick around. I'm Julian Jamar, and this is another Reviews of the Nerds. I don't do book reviews often. I think it's partly because the majority of the books I spend time with are so old that everyone in the world has surely already read them, or because I don't want to come off as a literary nutcase. I'm a literature teacher, so I am a literary nutcase. I just don't want to come off that way. Anyway, sometimes a book strikes me so differently, and it's current or culturally relevant, or it's just so much fun, I must speak on its behalf. This is Beyond the Wand by Tom Felton. I listened to the audio version, which he reads himself. It is really fun to listen to Draco Malfoy talk for a few hours about being Draco Malfoy. If you loved Harry Potter, I did, he does not destroy it for you. With a separate section for each of his co-stars and what it was like to work with them, he enriches the experience with behind-the-scenes, quote-unquote, footage. He gives an entire chapter to his sweet friendship with Emma Watson. Priceless. If you love autobiographies, I also do. This one is full of all the things that make them brilliant. Detail, rich, raw, and honest. He takes you through his life, reminds you how good it is to be normal, and addresses his struggles with kindness for himself and others. Finally, if you think Hollywood is the worst place in the world for children to grow up, I also think that. He does not. He does nothing to make you think otherwise. Short read, short and sweet and lovely in all the ways you want it to be. The end. Once again, I'm Julian Jamar. You can catch all of my reviews on movies and books at julianjamar.com. And this has been another Reviews of the Nerds. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. To wrap up the show today, it's time for Today in Nerd History. Today in Nerd History. Today's date is September 29th. In 1985, MacGyver premiered. This classic TV show is about a secret agent who uses his scientific knowledge and everyday objects to solve problems and save lives. In 1995, The Big Green premiered. This Disney movie is about a group of misfit kids from a small town in Texas who learn to play soccer with the help of a British teacher and a local sheriff and compete against the best team in the league. In the year 2000, Remember the Titans premiered. This movie is based on the true story of how a racially integrated high school football team in Virginia overcame their differences and achieved success in the 1970s with the help of their coaches and leaders. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. 
We hope you have a fantastic weekend, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of your day. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and X. Next week is our scheduled week off, but we will be back with brand new episodes on October 9th. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds. Nerds.